Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeffrey and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L, without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome back to Stardust RPG on Trails of Stardust. I am William Shawnee, and I, I am your game master for this fifth edition campaign. Uh, and uh, joining me today, we have Sen. I'm Sen, and I'm playing Coltarn, the orc uh, master maker, artificer, master maker, gadgeteer, also inventor of large mechanical things with punchy fists. And Jeremy? Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing uh, Kendall Fairchild, uh, Eladrin Rich Girl Warlock. Uh, and Holly I'm Holly I'm playing Mistel and Varn Rogue and Jack the second I am Jack the second Um, and I am playing surprise (laughs) uh, quirky uh, ethereal sorcerer Uh, and Craig Hi, I'm playing bees, a swarm of nocturne and torch bees that collectively form a swarm keeper ranger. And Jack the Elder. Hey, everybody. I'm also a Jack. I am playing Till Wayland, an avian way of the iron path monk, uh, and also portraying potentially the fifth summer's brother. <laughs> yep. I saw I saw Jeremy's shirt. <laughs> uh, and as always, Black Lives Matter, trans rights are human rights. Happy Eat Pride, the rich. Happy Pride Month. Uh, Happy Pride Month this... to all our fellow queer goers. Yep. And also, a reminder that Final Show Films is majority queer. Uh, and uh, this stream is powered by Sirenscape as I turn so, the music on so what we're really saying is this is not so much uh, Pride Month as it is Final Show Films Month <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I think what we're saying is there's a significant overlap between the two events mm-hmm. I, yeah or, or to put alternately uh, unlike most corporations we did not become <laughs> significantly more queer today than we were yesterday. <laughs> Final show films. Queer all year. <laughs> that's actually really good. Wow, like we have an tag really good. We have an official <laughs> company like company. Can we get that fucking... on a t-shirt? So I was gonna it... say we need shirts. I will put I will it on a shirt. Heck out of that. Hell I will yeah. put it on a shirt. And if Holy everyone pre-orders shit. it, we'll get them. <laughs> You put up the pre-order. I will. I I will click that shit faster than. Here I go. We now have a T-shirt while we're in the middle of the street. 
Fantastic. So yeah, come time begins master, a design project. Master okay, master this, maker this, maker levels on a t-shirt. All right, hold this on. Was, this was this this uh, music. I have this conversation be... while I'm sewing a shirt and dying. Roll a d20 to see how good the shirt turns out. This music was supposed to be coffee shop, but I'm getting more elevator music out of it. Let me find something slightly more interesting. Coltard pulls out a screen. This is very much like uh, hold music. Yeah, I'm getting hold music out of this. This is this is S like fucking... has a wide variety. Till walks into the basement of the ship. The bees are just all spread out, each of them with a tiny little sewing machine. I was like, <laughs> damn it. I said no child soldiers, but I don't feel better about sweatshops either. <laughs> Look, we're uh, not going to get this basic. many t-shirts made that quickly without some sacrifices. <laughs> without a lot of hands on deck. <laughs> For the cause, it's fine. You make an omelet without breaking a few beans. Look. Look when, I set up this, look, when I set up this Etsy shop, I didn't expect it to take off so quickly. <laughs> oh, my God. Fantastic. We do what we can. But yes, so, uh, when last we left off, um, the group had been setting up a uh, a conversation uh, as the uh, as Mistel had gone to retrieve uh, surprise and bees for a very important conversation that was to be had uh, did anyone need to do anything before that conversation begins yes so, rolling back slightly to just before Mistel went to get bees in them. Uh, I had been saving this for something of a surprise, but since it... Wow, that's a tone change. That's well loud. <laughs> I like it, but hang on. Oh, you guys... Okay, there we go. What made it even better was <laughs> as that was going... I I I I I was uh, putting up an embed for 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 an article for work, and I didn't I I clicked away and I didn't realize that the video started auto playing. So I started hearing a voice slightly underneath it in like this semi rhythmic tone, and I thought that this siren skate thing had like a rap to it, right? <laughs> Which I was here for. That's better. I'm at fifty percent, and that's still so loud. I was at 45. It's fine. I dropped okay. it down to 33. I also turned it down on the on okay. the control end. Better. There so. we go. Um, well, something I've been working on for a while, given B's in, uh, interest in piloting things. And he'll pull out and he will uh, pull out a data pad and just uh, hit a few things and sort of a hologram, a holographic projection of a of like a blueprint will appear above it. Uh, and it is this, it's, it's this, uh, initially humanoid on the top, but then where the waist starts, instead of being bipedal, it's four large, uh, sort of like almost, uh, insect-like legs, um, uh, jutting from the bottom, two arms and then four, and this is a quadrupedal base, uh, with various sort of like, you know, technical specifications going across 
going around the the image. Sorry, my children are having emotions. Okay. I. No. Oh, Jack. Okay, that, that Jack's already. That's what Jack's away for. Okay. Um. So yeah, there's this uh, blueprint of this, you know, technical specifications of this mech, obviously, this Dust Runner. I've been working on uh, designing a Dust Runner specifically for bees, something that doesn't have any armaments initially, but could be armed later on, given the appropriate weaponry and uh, financial support. Uh... I was surprised to learn that Beast was actually capable of financing this entire thing out of their own shell. Uh, they've been collecting credits for some time. Uh, and I actually have all the parts that I need to put it together once I find a workshop. Uh, presumably on, uh, on Gilgamesh Station. So, if it would make it easier with your plans that you have. Um, it will take some time for them to learn how to pilot it appropriately. And that may be a more easily gotten across incentive for bees than other things. No, I think that would be very helpful. Give them an attractive project that they have expressed interest in previously. Mm -hmm. Until such a time as we feel they've psychologically matured enough to make some of the more ethical decisions regarding violence and such like. But yes, no, if, if, uh, if Beast has the necessary... Uh, finances to get you what you need in order to get started on that. I don't know if you want to include them in the crafting process, but, uh... I didn't know that there would be a way for me to not. Also, uh, reasonable. No hmm. right. That's, the finances on that have already been secured, and everything has been transferred, so all that's left to do is acquire the materials and put them together. Excellent. Well, I'm sure we can find most of that on Gilgamesh, and uh, that way we can have uh, something to occupy bees with during the uh, downtime that we'll have as well. Of your excuse, but right. some t-shirts to design. Sure. Go right ahead. Still has no idea what you're talking about. Neither does Coltarn. <laughs> Just had an idea out of nowhere. So, with that, uh, eventually, the meeting is called as all of you are, are brought into the, I believe, the bridge? Yep, that's where we were. Bees and surprise arrive. All right, a couple of topics uh, to broach as a means of preparation. Uh, Surprise, uh, it's been informed to me that you might be interested in 
considering yourself part of the Dust Knights going forward. So we have a mission to run uh, as we investigate this derelict fleet that's drifted into the station. Um, if you would like to effectively have an audition, uh, I don't see why we couldn't take you along after a short briefing to give you an idea of what we're looking at. Uh, but if that's... As long as all of you understand your auditioning, too. No, we're not, but that's an interesting perspective that you might have on this. Um, and, uh, bees. We've got a little bit of an alteration to your duties on board the ship. <laughs> Are we in charge of surprise? No. Okay. Uh... There's a lot about the galaxy that you don't understand. And as leader of the Dust Knights, uh, and the person who's in charge of everybody's safety, uh, I've decided to impose a few more rules and restrictions in order to make sure that everyone stays as safe as possible. Uh, and that includes you. Your safety is a, is something that is important to all of us here. Uh, and so... We need to make sure that you are properly educated and trained before we put you in dangerous situations. You know how with the Hydra, you couldn't see it at all at first? Well, we can see it eventually. How, right. How would, learn, how would we learn to see an invisible thing? That's just an example. There are, we go into dangerous situations. And while you're swarm and you are used to encountering those in at a certain point, we need to make sure that you are educated and developed enough to be able to handle some of those situations with more of what we call nuance. You need to have learned and developed enough to be able to handle those sort of stresses before we expose you to them again on a regular basis. We're not so going we to need always, you to... We're not going to always be able to nod to the people that are bad for you, bees. It's been a long time since we stung anybody without being told. That's true. But your safety is important, and so there's going to be a period of time that's going to have to elapse before we put you back on the front lines again. Okay? Oh. We don't we don't mind that. All right. We like to stay in the uh, so back that, and shoot people. That was a metaphorical front lines. Uh we're not going to have you in fights anymore until you've learned enough. What? To be ready for it. So what we want you to do is focus on learning some less dangerous things. No, 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 no. No, we Bees. We've always been fighting. We were fighting before any of you. We come from a planet that's all fights all the time. Be bees. Please this just... The, bees. This is, the, this is the least anyone has ever tried to eat us. Bees, can you please just listen to what Till needs to say, okay? Just hear him out. Okay. Doesn't mean we're gonna do what he says. Yes, it does. I'm in charge of you, remember? We voted on that. Be no... Please listen, and then we can talk about it, okay? okay. Listening doesn't mean I, that we agree. What we're going to do is you are going to be trained on some less dangerous stuff until we're sure 
that putting you in a fight isn't going to be unnecessarily dangerous to you or anybody else because we need to keep you safe. All right? But who's going to so, keep you all from dying if we're not there? I am. Yeah. There's like this sort of disjointed laughter from the swarm. What we're going to do is, you know how you want to drive a lot of things? Laughter quiets down. Yeah. And you know how we said you have to pass tests and have a license for that? We have one. The um, Not the one that you make for yourself. Slightly. No, we didn't make this one. Uh, and a, a slightly waxy piece of paper comes out with actual writing on it. See? It says we can drive. That's not a real license. That's just a note that says something. There's a difference. But we're going to make sure that you get the training and practice you need in order to be able to drive things. That's what you're going to be focused on while the rest of us are going and poking around drifting ships and other missions like that. All right? So I pull up. The ship while you are gone? No, you get to drive this. I say as I pull up the data pad and the hologram, and and present you with the image uh, of the Kolnaj Malak. Wow, it has so many legs, almost as many as kind we have. Of, similar to you, yes. So many knees. I had thought of that in the design. This is the Kolnaj Malak. Okay, we're going to call it the Bee's Knees. You can call it what you like. But, uh, so, and also, you're going to be learning some of the more important things about how ships and communications and that sort of things operates. You're going to be working closely with Coltarn. Once this mech is completed for you, you're going to be working closely with Xander to learn more about instruments and scanners and those sort of things that you'll need to understand before you drive something. Because there's a lot more to driving than just pushing buttons and, and steering. There's instrumentation, there's scanners, there's... Swearing, there's... we learned from Kendall. There's swearing is kind of a personal choice, whether you want to incorporate that into your driving or not, but that's a decision that you're going to have to make as well. Yes, you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. We watched Kendall drive, and it was really all pushing buttons and turning wheels and swearing. Well, that's the thing about certain activities. Also Sometimes music. what you see going on is not everything that's going on. That's why we have instruction and teaching about it. So the things that you don't necessarily notice right away, you learn about that are important. Kendall, what else was going on? I mean, there are a lot of decisions that you have to make. There's knowing what's on the road, knowing what to expect, being familiar with the vehicle. The swearing is absolutely, that's just something that I do because that's what everybody, were, what I'm from, the the that that I know does very quietly the mistle a few of the bees say we're going to be honest we really thought Kendall was going to say nothing she she's that good it looks like nothing okay so Coltarn is going to be teaching us to drive the mech do we get to drive the mech while we learn yes. That's the, you can't learn how to drive it without driving it. Yep. Okay. This is going to be important. So, do we get to steer the ship while we're learning to steer the ship? 
Steering the ship will happen, actually, yes, to an extent. I am going to be training you how to fly as well. You know how to fly. Oh, fly ships. Fly ships, excuse me, yes. You know how to fly bees. Hmm? Do we get to use the comms? Do we get a comm? Well, that's going to be built into your helmet that I'm working on for you. Okay. So, yes. Hmm. Okay. So while you're learning all of this new stuff, mm-hmm. and Xander's going to be helping you with some of that as well, but once you've mastered all of that sort of thing, then we're going to have what's called an evaluation, which is when all of us sit down and talk to you and see what you're capable of, and then uh, eventually, once we've decided that it's everything's already situated and you've learned enough, we're going to have you back out on the front lines eventually. I can't tell you exactly when, but eventually, all right? Is it... Is it- how many hours, though? Many, many hours. It will take a lot of hours. Hmm. We better get started if we're going to be done before we get to the ghost ships. Well, it's probably not. It's definitely not going to be before we get to the ghost ships. All right, this is going to take a while. No, 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 no. We get to go to the ghost ships because we get to get salvage. We'll bring back some salvage, and once we've decided that it's a safe salvage environment, we may have you out with your mech learning in space, because you need to learn more than just up and down the corridors of uh, stations and things. But it's going to be a gradual process, all right? It's going to take some time, and if you have questions about it, you can always ask, all right? What happens when... No, what happens when the ghosts kill you all? The Well, if... In the very unlikely event that the ghosts kill us all, there will be arrangements made for you going forward in the future, but the ghosts are not going to kill us all. All right? If they, on the on the very, very small chance that they do, don't worry. My dad will probably show up and then and then, and then he can help you. And you'll probably end up working for him. No, we don't want to. If the ghosts kill us all, you'll, yeah, be, you'll, able have a t- you'll be able to take control of the ship and fly it wherever you like. Okay. So, well, you, Colton, you'll be here too, and Xander at least, right? Well, I'll be here while we're building your mech. I'll be out on the ships because I am, he says, holding out his, his variety, holding up his variety of healing potions and syringes and things. I also do the healing. We do healing, and, like, honey starts to just, like, squelch out some of the... <laughs> you do, the but if you're learning your mech, I'll be even more important out there in the battlefield. Right, you're going to be it, busy with but, your training, remember. So who will be training us if Coltarn's on the ship? Xander. So just Xander's going to stay on the ship? This time... No, this sounds like a dumb idea. Well, unfortunately, when it comes to safety, sometimes you don't get a choice. What do you all have to learn? If we have to learn a thing, you all should have to learn a thing. That's not exactly how that works. Most of us have most of our learning out of the way already. You don't. That's not true. Yes, it is. There's all kinds of things you all don't know. There are many things that we don't know, it's true, but all of us are capable of, we have all learned the things that is necessary in society for us to do this salvage mission and most of the dangerous stuff. You haven't. What are the things? 
Bees. Bees. What do you know about ethics, bees? We know that ethics mean that you don't take something that belongs to somebody if they need it more than you. More we than know, Jasira says. <laughs> There's a lot more to it than that that most of us are aware of and that you will learn over time. What and does Surprise you... know about ethics? Surprise gets to go. I know that this whole thing seems kind of sketch. That's what I know about ethics. See? Surprise doesn't know about ethics. Yes, well, we have traveled with you for several months now. And as your leader, I'm, I've got a rough idea what your grasp of ethics is. Surprise is coming with us partially so that I can get an idea of what Surprise knows about ethics and make my evaluations on that going forward as well. So, so... Can I, can I, can I interrupt everybody for a minute just to make sure I understand what's going on here? If you like, yes. Do you have questions? I have so many questions. So Bees has with, been with you, as you said, a couple months now. Yes? Shani, is that roughly accurate on our time scale here? Uh, it's been a matter of months, yes. Mm -hmm. Indeed. And during that time, Bees has been acting as a full member of your organization? Somewhat. And there seems to have been a vote recently that put you in charge of what bees is and isn't allowed to do? Yes. And Everybody, really. So how often do you guys have this vote? Not that me. Hands over your whole autonomy to one member of the crew. I'm the leader of the Dust Knights in terms of operational practices and that sort of thing. I'm in charge. And that actually, gives you the it's power... An autonomous thing. In this it's right. It, as as Coltarn said, I'm in charge of field operations, and therefore, if I make the decision that a member needs to take a break from field operations, I'm the one who gets the vote on that. So what did bees do to earn this punitive action? This isn't punitive. This this isn't punitive. No, this isn't a punishment. Mm -hmm. But for some Be reason, learning how to drive a truck is supposed to make fights less dangerous? No. Bees needs to learn certain basic social constructs because bees is, functionally, from a development standpoint, a child, more or less. Only some of us. Excuse me, what? Is attacking, is attacking other people in your friends, is that part of ethics? Yes, it is, actually. The arm shoots out and points at Kendall. Then Kendall I, needs to learn ethics, too. I, I, I made a mistake, and I apologized for that. Well, we apologize for our mistake, so we get to go. No, you That's haven't. not exactly how that works. So how does it work? How, how does it work? We vote for somebody to get to decide who is and isn't a child, and thus doesn't get to be a full person as far as the crew is concerned. Surprise, what and are you attempting to... to accomplish as part of this line of questioning? I'm trying to accomplish uh, keeping myself safe. 
All right. If you don't feel safe coming with us on the salvage mission, you're welcome to stay behind on the ship. I am not staying behind on the ship. Not anywhere where you're in charge. Matil wouldn't be go wouldn't be staying on the ship, so if you're not if you're safe where Till is in charge, then being on the salvage mission would put you where Till is in charge. There's plenty of station other than the salvage mission. I mean, yes, if you're not happy uh, being part of the Dust Knights with me as the commanding entity, that's also a decision you're free to make. All of you are just okay living on a ship where anybody could all of a sudden suddenly be declared a child. And thus, those quotation marks aren't necessary. Bees, by behavior, has demonstrated a childlike level of psychological development. That's not a question. Uh, what standards are you using? Also, uh, surprise. Where's the rubric? Surprise. What surprise? Is... Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Surprise. You're very upset about something that a situation you've only just partially heard in uh, heard about and you're making a lot of erroneous assumptions as to the intentions and processes going on this seems like it's a touchy subject for you is there a reason behind that something you'd like to get off your chest i'm stuck on a ship with a bunch of strangers that seemed like fun people and it seems like i have put myself in some pretty serious danger right here you're I mean, I if you're feeling you. threatened or uncomfortable, you are welcome to get off and leave as soon as we arrive at our destination. Absolutely nobody is going to keep you here against your will. You actively yeah, he's hold on, hold here on. against his will. Hold no. on, hold on, hold on. No, no if he wants to leave, he can leave. Hold, hold, hold on. Based on. So, listen. Based on. A conversation where we're trying to be protective of bees right now. This is very quickly turned into everybody can fuck off and go. And I don't think that's what I think nobody's making the right right direction to this conversation. Nobody. So the situation we have here, surprise, is that some of us, Kendall excluded, uh, function as an adventuring party of sorts. So you're familiar with the general social construct therein? What answer do I have to give so that you don't decide I'm a child? Your behavior as someone who is operating independently and on their own seems to indicate that you would fall under the general social category of an independent adult. So that's the assumption that we've made. Yeah, but it took you months to come to a conclusion about being. So how long do I have to operate no, 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 no. before I can be sure that you're not going to change your mind? If your behavior prompts an analysis that drives us to that conclusion with the, to the exclusion of any other, then that will likely manifest itself, obviously, over a fairly short period of time. 
But if you're an adult, then you'll be treated as an adult. Bees, oh, I've been psychologically, with so many is a child. Who have not liked me. I, I'm, I'm not willing to bank that on you assessing me by some nebulous. What, what do you mean nebulous. by adult? And what does it mean to you? I'm sorry. What does being an adult mean to you? Nothing. Interesting. Well, if you're not able to determine between adult and child, then... Vesira sort of puts a hand up. I should point out that ethereals also exist on hand. an entirely different spectrum of being. Age isn't really a factor in their existence. All right. Uh... Surprise, since age and the ability of psychological development isn't a factor in your existence, then let me just say we're having a conversation on a concept that all of us have based on societal development a level of understanding of. But if you don't wish to have any comprehension or understanding of it, feel free to remove yourself from the conversation. But surprise... Surprise doesn't have to agree because Surprise isn't a member of the Dust Knights, right? That is true. Surprise does not have to personally agree with anything here. But if Surprise is going to become a member of the Dust Knights, they will have to assent to my authority until such a time as the entirety of the Dust Knights decides in a change of leadership. Okay, we quit. All right. You don't come with us. That's fine. You guys are now guests on this ship. And you won't be coming on any missions with us. Does that? Please, I'll, I'll hook you up. As soon as we get to the station, I'll hook you up. Still You're going to be fine. We get to make our own choice. We'll get a you, car. You, you, can still, you can still stay on this ship. Uh, but if you don't want to be part of the Dust Knights, you don't get to come on any assignments with us, unfortunately. Uh, what, Miss no. Are Are you leaving, Bees? Well, we don't we don't get to come if we stay. So, yes, you do eventually. You also don't get to come if you leave. There are plenty of other places you can go. There's plenty of people who have adventures. I have adventures all the time. I've never adventured with these guys. Well, this uh, conversation took a bit of a turn. Uh, surprise. Go, uh, please leave the bridge. I don't trust you guys with this. What? Surprise, you don't know any of us. No, I don't, and you guys are scary. The fact really? I'm not certain how you're getting that conclusion either. You if we're scary, why, if we're scary, why did you come along with us? Over his own choices anymore? Surprise, are you unfamiliar at all with the idea of a company and how they function or run with command structures, organizational function at all? No, I've been in before. I've just never seen anybody tell so anybody no they don't one, have to make their own choices. So no one have you ever seen in... an adult deal with a child before? No. All right, then you don't have the necessary background 
context to make an accurate assumption of the current situation that we're engaged with right now. Chill. Okay, but I'm going to make an assumption based on the knowledge I do have. Uh, Surprise, do you know how to construct and retrofit a Stardust engine? What does that have to do with making something safer? Well, you're making assumptions based off the knowledge you do have, which is not the relevant knowledge for the situation, and making decisions based off the knowledge that is not relevant to the situation. So I'm asking if you would, for instance, try to hotwire the hyperdrive of a Stardust vessel to make it work functionally, warp through Kanunga Gap, without any knowledge of what a Stardust engine is. No, see, the knowledge I have is that there's a guy on the ship who's getting ganged up on, and that's not fair. We're not ganging up on bees. We were having a conversation. You're wrong on both those assumptions. I'm going to look to bees. I, I am flabbergasted by I, I didn't hear what you said. I'm, I'm checking for bees' uh, response to all of this. Um, bees is, at this point, just seems to be sort of paying attention to the various conversations going on. And then Bees says, Till, how many children do you have? Me personally? Yes. None. Do any of the rest of you have children? Uh, I don't have any children of my own, but I do have younger siblings. We have siblings. Everybody has siblings. We've raised generations of young to adulthood that have grown and bred and died in the time that we've known you. And dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens before that. We're not a child. I'm going to stare at some. There are some larval forms in us, but within a few days, they'll be adults. And a few days after that, they'll die. If there are problems with us and how we act on missions, we can talk about that. But comparing us to a child is stupid. We're not a child. I do give I do give Till a sidelong glance as as bees echoes the thing he said Coltarn said last time. Uh, Animal children and sapient children are two different levels. Then why do you use that term? It doesn't apply here, but it seems like it's something that if, if we cared about age, if we thought that you were using it at all in a right way, which you're not, would be a pretty mean thing to say. To anyone who wasn't actually a child. And when sapient said, levels of individuals talk about child, they aren't simply talking about it from a level of physical development. They're talking it from a level of mental development and emotional development as well. But you want us to be able to change and adapt, but you're not willing to change and adapt even in this conversation. You can't even use a different term. So which one of us needs to grow and change more? As far as that goes, Bees, the situation is not one where this is this is exactly the sort of thing I'm talking about. You haven't developed to a point where you understand the difference between a biological child of a torch bee 
and the fact that they come to biological adulthood in several days versus the child-to-adult development structure of a sapient intelligence, which is something that takes longer. So you think we're going to change? You think we're going to become an adult? Yes. We're a swarm. We don't change. This is who we are. You have changed. Over the months that we've known you, you've developed more learning. You've retained information that has changed your default method of making decisions. You go through and seem to be on a arc of development similar to that of many sapient species that I've encountered over my years of existence. So do we need to learn or do we need to develop? Both. And point of They're fact not bees, mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. Point of fact, bees, you've already changed significantly even before we entered the picture. You told us yourself that you weren't always aware And this awareness that you have now continues through even the generations of your hive that change over. There is a singular awareness that you speak from, but we can can tell that you don't even understand that. Well, honestly, as far as it regards to that particular aspect, we don't fully understand it from you. But as learning and development and adjustment and evolution occur, then we'll be able to say, yes, it's safe enough for bees to come back on missions with us. And in the meantime, we're going to do whatever is possible to invest in you and help you learn and develop and uh, access the sort of training and knowledge that you seem to want like driving the mechs and learning more about how to fly the ship and that sort of thing and to be clear bees it's not about physical safety you are fully capable and have proven several times of defending yourself of fighting off things that are trying to attack you this is a mental and emotional safety and security the sort of the sort of understanding that leads you to be able to make decisions that are dangerous because you know that there are potentially worse things that could happen if you don't, or the ability to recognize a situation as being too dangerous to be worth the risk, even though what you want might be on the other side of it. That is something you have demonstrated an inability to pick up on. Surprise that barking laugh. And tell us what it is that you want to see from us. But we don't agree to it if it's just you have to wait until I say it's okay, Till. We're going to need to see that your emotional and mental analysis of situations is sophisticated and developed enough that we're not going to have to worry about your ability to exercise impulse control and about a hundred other things that abstractly I don't have definitive terminology because unfortunately I never went to university for any of this. 
But it's the sort of thing when an adult can recognize that someone is operating on a similar adult level, mentally and emotionally, as well as physically. Look, I can, I can and give you a more concrete A idea. childlike level doesn't. Get, make, makes a sweeping gesture towards Kultar. <laughs> Bees, uh, Varush imparted to us at one point that his neck had been hurting for a while because he had suddenly realized that he'd told you at one point a long time ago that he would nod if you needed to attack something. And right. then he realized that you hadn't been, you were no longer capable of realizing that that only meant in that one specific instance and not every single time he nodded. And so he was suddenly on the alert for any time he might have the instance of nodding his head, whether or not that was going to cause you to attack something. So if anybody else misunderstands something, then they're a child and have to stay behind too? It's not about misunderstanding, Bees. That's not an isolated incident. There have been several... I'm pretty confident that I can say for most of us, at the very least, every day there are instances where we have to take an extra amount of mental capacity and space to make sure we don't say or do something that will cause you to go off on a random impulse that will endanger yourself or others. Every day... What we're looking for is not to have to do the mental load of another of a whole nother person just for us to do basic tasks. So what's something that someone else in the Dust Knights would have to do so that they had to set out a mission? For instance, if uh, uh, I would have to be... Uh, I am very confident that if I were to make a joke about dropping a bomb... That Till would not immediately trigger any artillery that the ship happens to be holding on to. So if someone bombs something, they have to sit on a mission? No. But if someone bombs something without a good reason, then because that would a, be something that would because of a necessitate a conversation. Yes. Out of character. The 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 the, the death knights. Not fond of war crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Generally speaking, yes. Yeah. New so, new slogan. <laughs> as uh, as this conversation is going, um, Srita and Jasira sort of look at each other and look at the console. And Jasira speaks up. I get the feeling this conversation is going to go in circles for a bit. Perhaps we should go and discuss the parameters of the mission with our contact and come back to this later when we're not talking in circles around each other because some people are in disagreements about what exactly is going on, what adulthood is, and whether or not this is an intervention, a protective measure, or a punishment. I look over at the console. Have we arrived? <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. the ship is the ship's autopilot is pulling you into Gilgamesh. No? Just All right. what do you think? I think this is a hell of a conversation and probably needs more than just two people 
yelling at each other and not understanding what the what the conversation is being had. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to yell. I was just uh, my voice. Is oh, no, I'm not talking about you. Oh, well, okay. What do you think? In regards to what? To go or not? I think you should give it a try. I think you should give what they're saying a try and see how it goes. If you don't learn anything, maybe you just abandon it and we figure something else out. If you realize that you're not getting anywhere, that's a realization on its own. And maybe you decide that you don't really want to stay around the Dust Knights. Who knows? You can make your own decisions on that. The request from them is something that is probably a long time coming, but I don't I don't have the capacity to make that decision for you. Only you do. Peace. May what? I please have a conversation with you privately? Can, can you see a star from here at this point in the system? Yeah. You can also see the artificial sun that is orbiting the space station. We're going to go back to our hive. You can come if you want. And start sort of stutter stepping off towards the observation deck. Yeah, Mistle sitting on them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, surprise is going to start after them unless Bees gives an indication. Mistle will hold up a hand and shake her head. Surprise is not listening to you. What has Mistle said that has made Surprise angry? This whole conversation has made Surprise angry. Okay, no, Mistle will say to Surprise, please let me speak to them first. If they feel safe with it. We're not scared of anybody. Surprise, we feel safe. It's everybody else who's scared of us. Maybe they should be. All right, I'm going on station. You need you need anything? I'll make sure I'm findable. And I'm gonna leave the ship as fast as I can. Surprise Goodbye and good luck. Surprise. Yeah. We like you, Mistle and Bees. As the two of you have entered the observation deck, so Bees, you can once again see your hive. Yeah, Bees sort of marches over to that. I mean, it wouldn't, it would no longer be ragged, but there is sort of a noticeable hole in it, and he just sort of slams the hive armor into it, and uh, vacates the armor into the rest of the hive that is on the far wall. Um, can we see both stars, the artificial one and the regular one at this point? Yeah, I mean, there's, the, the sky is full of stars, but only in, like, I mean, actually, no, in all directions, the sky is full of stars. But there's only there's only the one that is nearby, which is the artificial one. Okay. All right. Please. I want to be able to talk to you because there were a lot of voices in there. And I kind of held back because there was a lot going on. Yeah. I want to tell you that I am not... <sighs> okay, personally, I am... I have very, very mixed feelings and I'm getting more confused by the moment. What are you confused about? All of Till's views on this. We don't think Till knows what a child is. 
Yeah, there was a discussion about that before before I got you. Yeah. Um, I think that Till is more talking about your mental state. And I don't mean this in a bad way at all. Um, I think that Till wants to make sure that you are able to operate in a way that will not harm you or anyone else. Till's supposed to be worried about all of us. Not all of us. And there's like a hum through the hive wall. But all of us. And the, the the bees that are around the mistle sort of light up and yes. dance about her. And he is. He, I don't, again, I don't think he's explaining it in the best way. Um, he is concerned about everyone. And you are a part of everyone. And you work with the group. And so I think he is concerned about how you work with the group. If that makes sense. We've never heard anyone in the group. No, of course not. We've helped everyone in the group. We all hunt together. We go on missions. We get things. Bees, I would like you to tell me, first of all, how you are feeling about all this. I feel... I feel angry at Till, because Till's stupid and isn't listening. and doesn't know what a child is and basing everything on talk about a child when... But what you said, we don't know, we don't know what we are. We don't know why our swarm is like it is. We don't know why we could never talk to other swarms. We don't know why we don't remember being able to talk at all a while ago. I think that's part of why Till is concerned. You are very different from anything any of us have encountered. And that's not a bad thing. It makes you special. But I think he's confused about how to go about things. Because Till and the rest of us haven't encountered another you before. We haven't encountered any of you all before. Even even the people like Till that we met look different than Till. Like Gideon looks different than Till. But everybody's different, and that doesn't mean... Mistel... friends right you're friends with us and we're friends with you we are best friends bees 
and she will touch one of the bees to her forehead. It just sort of vibrates, it says. Gideon was our first real friend. Gideon was the one who taught us that screaming at people isn't the only way to talk to them, because that's how people first talked to us when we came in out of the swamps. But Do you think we should stay behind? I honestly, I don't. I don't know how it's going to help. I think that you grow developmentally when you are with the rest of us. And I don't understand what keeping you from the rest of us will do. Do you think Coltarn's really going to give us a big robot with lots oh. of knees to ride oh, yes. around in? Yeah, yes, definitely. Coltarn is working on that. Do you think if we stay behind and learn to drive that on this one time that we'll get to have the bee's knees? I think that is Till's decision. Well, no Gideon's not here right now. And I know you're a very good friend. But Gideon is our very good friend, too. And Gideon always told us, get that paper. And we know that the bee's knees isn't paper. But we kind of feel like, you can't tell people that we said this, says another small group of bees nearby. But we kind of feel like if we say yes and we stay behind and then we get a car and we get to drive it. And then we get to come with you again. My concern, and I'm I'm probably gonna go talk to Till after after our conversation. Um yeah, my concern is I'm not sure how long. I feel like it wouldn't just be one mission and then everything is fixed. From Till's point of view, this may be more long term. What if, what if we said we would stay one time? Wouldn't that show the sort of ethical consideration that they're looking for? And then if we did that one time, we could go on the next one and see if things are better. I personally think that that sounds very fair. I will need to talk to Till, okay? Okay, but give me my big robot. Get us our big robot. (laughs) I will personally check on that and make sure that you are getting a big robot, okay? Okay. Don't tell them that we're doing it just for the robot. I I will not, I promise. All right. Hey, Mistel? Yeah? We're glad you found your family, We're glad you stayed with this family, too. Thank you. So am I. We're glad you're our best friend. So am I. If you're good. Hey, Mistel? Yes? If you're on a ghost ship without us, save us something cool and don't get hurt. Because if we're there to look after you, 
We're worried you're going to get hurt. I'll be okay. Okay. And more of them come around and do that, like, buzz to sort of uh, warm you up a little bit. She will scoop up as many as she can and hug them. Okay. I'm going to go talk to Till, okay? Okay. All right. Are you good here? We can see the stars. We're good. Okay. And Mr. will fly fly off to find Till. Okay. Well, that's happening. Meanwhile. Surprise. Uh, Surprise is on a hurry to uh, get off of this ship. Um, You start making your way to the airlock. They're they're a doll, and so that means that they can't... And their eyes are made out of paint. But the same way you can still sort of tell what where Surprise is looking and uh, how Surprise is looking. Um, uh, you, you can also tell that this is this is not Surprise's happy face. Uh, this is Surprise's very, very upset face. If Surprise had tear ducts, they might be working right now. Um, but Surprise does not. So you make your way to the airlock. Yep. And... There, you find someone who was in the room you just left, who seems to have gotten here ahead of you somehow. And who, by the way, has changed. Changed? Yes. Clothing. Ah. This is out of ship. You changed to out of ship clothing. Ah, of course. Of course. Um, yeah, no, uh, Kendall, Kendall is sitting there just looking kind of jittery and... Like, like little bouncing on the back heels thing, like waiting for the airlock to open. Oh, oh, hi. Uh, um, surprise full on jumps when they see you. Hi. Uh, hi. Uh, yeah, I had. I, it's getting a little intense in there, so I kind of, you know, bailed. Yeah. Did it get better? No. <sighs> okay. Uh, how did it... So, let's imagine, theoretically... That I left, like, um, say, shortly after I, but maybe like a couple minutes after I said, you know, everybody needs to kind of change the the approach. There. How did it? What happened after that? Theoretically, you theoretically, mean. yes, theoretically, hypothetically. Uh... Well, nobody changed anything. Hey. Uh, I I think we've reached the agreement that I am not welcome to visit any of the ghost ships. Which I guess is fine by me. It I does mean, not look like it is. No, no, no. We... 
Okay, so... No, you're totally fine. Um, I mean, are you are you fine? I just, I just. I thought, I thought, I thought, I found a bunch of friends. I thought, oh look, surprise! Here you are. Just sat down on a new planet, and look, you got a tent full of friends right here, ready and waiting to be your pals, be your buddies. Look, uh, we're having such a great time. Look at all these weird, quirky people. We're going to go look at some ghost ships with them. It's going to be great. But then, apparently, it's a ship full of people who can just block you up whatever they want because they don't like the way your brain works uh because they don't think you understand yourself enough or because they don't understand you and it's just smooth and i'm i i i will not be locked up i won't i won't do it i won't do it we need drinks yes we need drinks is this shit are we... i might have an idea of where to find some of them. ah <laughs> as, as Coltarn steps up right as the airlock begins to hiss as it prepares to uh, equalize atmosphere so you can leave. Coltarn, you, you know not to do that. Sorry. I... What happens when I get spooked? Magic happens. Yes. But magic happens when you're happy as well. Yeah, but that's generally good magic. I see Tilligan magic's gonna happen. I didn't mean to startle. I apologize. And then looking towards towards surprise, I also want to apologize for the mood of the room previously and for Till's attitude towards you. There's a lot going on there right now, and yet we definitely need to talk about it over something really fruity with an umbrella. I happen to know a place. Awesome. I don't have anything else going on, I guess. Well, then allow me to lead the way. We have plenty of time before Kel realizes that I'm not there. <laughs> and that will be a magical moment all on its own. <laughs> Say, ushering them out the airlock. <laughs> the airlock opens, the, the docking bridge extends. As we're walking, hey, let's go. As we're walking, looking to 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 surprise. Um, if I might ask, and feel free to tell me to fuck off. It's none of my business, obviously. Are you okay? Behind behind surprise's back, shaking head. He's looking at surprise, so he doesn't yeah. see it. <laughs> um, surprise. Gives it a bunch of thought. Um, I don't know. Till scares me. Till, there's, like I said, there, there's a lot going on there right now. And here's the thing. A lot of... Hmm. Hmm. There are... I think we all legit. I'm going to try and talk about this in sort of two different aspects. Uh, I think you'll get it. There's a lot of the sentiment 
that's being expressed about concerns about bees that I think everybody shares. Coltern, I think you could agree with that? Yes, I don't necessarily agree with the methodology, but I do agree that the with the purpose behind it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't like the approach. The approach was all bad. It was 100% fully bad, but the 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 the, the sentiment is good. But why don't any of you like bees? No, no. We do like bees. We We like bees. We, we like bees. Bees doesn't like much. me because I did something really bad that I super super regret. Bees also doesn't like me because I did something very practical that I don't regret at all. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fantastic. <laughs> um but we like bees. But we, we like, like bees very bees. much. We Why worry would you about want to do this to somebody you like? That's what I was wanting to ask you about, because what do you think we're doing to bees? I mean, you're locking them on the ship, aren't you? No, no. The whole conversation was specifically about the, the intent behind it is, look, when we get into absolute life or death situations, there are things that sometimes happen that that bees does that can endanger himself and us. I mean, that's Themselves. what life and death situations right. are. But it's it, it's different. It's a difficult because concept it's, to explain. When we try to... Ex so, okay, let me let me explain it this way. So, if I, if I myself, uh, uh, in the middle of a fight, like, like, thought of doing something, did something, it was bad. Um, and after the fight, it was said, hey, that was bad. You shouldn't do that. Now I might get defenses and I might I might I might try to deflect a little, but ultimately I won't probably won't make that decision again. Or at least I would explain why I thought it was a good decision in that whole situation. I actually had a conversation with Tell about that recently. Um and I think he understood. Um wait, so you just doesn't do the uh, sorry? But he doesn't think you're a child. He very much thinks I'm a child. I'm in a weird... Why are you being confined? Because I'm in a weird situation. And that's why I'm very weird because about Kendall's, this whole thing. Because Kendall's father well, then, is his employer. How do I get in a weird situation? So... Let me... <laughs> Go ahead, Kendall. Because I can't oh, no. fight all of you guys. So, even in, how to put this, even in the past with bees, when bees has done things that have been, that uh, has made mistakes, I've 100% said, look, it's fine. I, I, I move things over a bit. 
there's a point where it became repeated to the point where I was like, this isn't... It wasn't a simple mistake. It's a... What's the term that they use? What 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 did my what did my shrink say? Pattern of behavior. Um. Everybody makes mistakes. Till knows that. Till's dealing with a lot right now. Um. I think. Till and we're. St I'm assuming we're still walking. Yeah, oh yeah, we're still walking at this point, and get, get, hopefully getting close to a bar. There's no, um, any bar that Coltarn knows is like in the industrial sector okay, of fair. the station, so it's going to be a little bit of walking. Um, and I completely forgot what I was saying. Now there's got to be. You, you're looking for a bar. There's got to be a closer bar to the spaceport. That's one, there, you that's know, true. One, if we find a bar sooner, Kendall's just going to divert that way. There, that there's, there's one right by the the spaceport. I would imagine with like a a a, a beholder wearing like strap on a, like a strap on um, sunglasses and like with a little orange beard, and it's called I Fieri's. I was waiting. I for will it. absolutely I make that the case. <laughs> I hate everything about it, but I also kind of like it. Um, yeah, question though, so, Craig, is the beholder is it a mono like a single lens for the main eyeball, or does oh, it yeah, still yeah, have? Yeah, does it yeah. still have two lenses for no reason with no, a central it's, eyeball? It's, 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 the main it's, it's, eyeball it's a... with just branching ones that the other eyeball behind. <laughs> no, each each one of the eyes has one of those like when you get when you go to the eye doctor and you come out, it's like a roll on, so it's just like a thing that's like attached right. around it. But they're they're like. Uh, prismatic. But I, I think... Well, this place looks your speed, Kindle. Perfect. Um, so, so... Uh, Till's Sorry for overstepping with... my bounds. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I hate you, but you're good. Um, but, uh, so, Till... I think a lot of the reason why you might have worded it so badly is because we saw my dad like what literally day, an hour before that conversation started before the, ago, the beginnings yeah. of that conversation start yeah not long ago and he's weird around my dad because because he feels threatened by him because <sighs> and she looks around and leans and goes my dad's not really a nice person Like, really, really not a nice person. And so, a little bit louder again, I think that because, I think that he might have been feeling a little threatened, feeling a little scared, and then acting irrationally. I think that might have something to do with this whole thing a little bit. Plus, add that into the concerns that, that, that have been legitimately had. And... Being in a position where, and I'm gonna, this is about you, but it's not about you. Where all of a sudden there's another person on the ship who he doesn't know, 
And he has just been made responsible for this whole group as a whole. And he doesn't really know how to react. He made a kind of very person-y mistake in how he approached it. I don't think any of us disagree with the sentiment. Uh, But the delivery was real fucking bad. I thought of a analog for your to, to get you I think because I think you have a I'm not sure why and I'd like to get into that if possible yeah yeah you have an odd perspective on the situation we're not trying to lock bees up no um bees is a person that routinely walks in front of a train and we are routine and we routinely have to pull bees out from in front of the train Oh. We're wanting to teach bees to not walk in front of the train. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Yeah. Things like, for example, bees want to drive. So bees has to learn, has to be taught how to drive. And I've been working on setting up a situation where For we can sure. teach bees how to drive. But when we said, bees, you have to learn how to drive, bees said, I know how to drive, when he clearly didn't. And he's con- he, he does things like cre- write down Bees knows how to drive on a paper and say he has a license. Because he has a service level understanding of what it is re- what is required to drive, but not an right. actual understanding of what is required to drive. Right. And when we when we're trying to keep him from putting himself in danger every day. It becomes difficult to parse that out clearly for somebody coming into the situation fresh, and for that I apologize. Yeah. Um, but we're not trying to... And honestly, again... I didn't know people could be like that. I... I un- bees is special. In bees good is, ways. Bees is special, but also that is fairly common of young of the young of most species. I understand ethereals aren't from familiar yeah. with concepts of childhood, I, as I understand. Also that. As far as you being worried about your about yourself, though, you don't have to worry about that. And to be clear, this isn't something that Till has the authority to decide on his own. No. He did come to all of us and talk about it beforehand. Uh, which is where I've voiced But you my... all knew about the train. Yes, we all knew right. about the train. Yes. And uh, I want to be clear, we're talking about a metaphorical train. Yeah, a metaphorical train, not an actual train, obviously. Yeah. Um, I voiced, honestly, I voiced my dissent and because I don't agree with the concept of labeling someone a child because various different species things, but... I was in the minority, so I have to back up my commander, because that is my job. But... Yeah, I don't think I could do that job. And if it wouldn't happen, but if Kill were to say something like, you need to be confined to somewhere, and, I mean, this is obviously in this situation where you didn't suddenly decide to murder Coltarn or something like that. 
Please, no, he's cool. Uh, you know, right, right. But you know what I mean. If, if, if somebody were to... If Till were to say something like that, I would 100% have your back. It, there's no unilateral action here. Till's no. in charge of the field command, and Till, Till is the ostensible leader of the organization, but we all have our roles to play. Till is our leader, but he can't repair the engines. I get... I... Yeah, that's what I'm used to. I just... It didn't feel like that in the moment. It's... No, because it was a really weird situation and uh, a, a weird time for you to to come into this the group, I think. It's a delicate subject and a complicated one. And while we can all agree, well, we can all, those of us within the Dust Knights can agree that it, that something needs to be done. We are not all of one mind on what needs to be done, which is the point where a leader takes charge and they make a decision because the rest of us have different ideas. And if it doesn't work, we come back together and we work on something else. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we've got three other people who are going to make sure Bees doesn't step in front of a train and also doesn't get bullied or whatever. Exactly. Right. If Till were out of line, I wouldn't hesitate to deck him. I say, flexing the, the, the battle fist. But he's not. He's just tired and stressed. And I understand it. I haven't been around long either. A lot of things I don't know about myself, and I was... I was... It sounded like I was the kind of person you'd come after next. There have been no. plenty of people who haven't liked me. You're great. I mean, I get it. People people don't like me. How long, like, how long have you been around? Well, again, feel free to tell me to fuck off. Sorry, what was that? Uh, how do you measure childhood? Well, in most species, you measure childhood on a couple of different axes, honestly. For the dwarves, it's typically considered the first uh, 100 to 200 years of your life, depending on how conservative your parents are. Well, but I'm not telling. Uh... But I'm an orc who was raised by dwarves, and I'm only 20 years old, but my father wouldn't dare consider me a child. I'm 19, my dad still thinks I'm a kid, Tell probably still thinks I'm a kid, and I think I'm an adult. And a lot of other people I know think I'm an adult. Well, and you also will live for a few thousand years, too. Uh-huh, that too. Whereas I will probably make it to a hundred or so, depending So it, it varies. And Everyone for, has their for, own. For reference, because you have a passing familiarity with ethereals, ethereals sort of spring into being with an extant personality. They don't really have a childhood. Yeah. From 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 my understanding, ethereals don't have a childhood. They just sort of manifest. I wouldn't know. Also, for, for our audience, 
for anyone from the future who's come back and is scrolling through after Coldharm has died in battle, looking <laughs> for his errant prediction of living to 100, this is the episode in the timestamp you want. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you Fantastic. enjoy my. I hope you enjoy my replacement character. Uh, <laughs> were you not raised by other ethereals or educated by any others? I mean, I think I've met one once in passing. How familiar am I with ethereal culture, Johnny? Roll me uh, history. History. Nine. Not very, but you do know that ethereals are relatively rare because they are beings that exist primarily on the ethereal plane. Um, they require specially created bodies for them to inhabit that allows them to walk on the physical plane. Yeah. Uh, and for that reason, there might be more ethereals than people realize, but they just can't see or interact with them. Um, and it, for the most part, ethereal culture is a series of unique individuals with varying perspectives. Do they have a home world, as far as I'm aware? Not particularly. They li no. they work primarily among the majocracy because the, the Argons and the High Elves were the first ones to discover them and build bodies for them. Yeah. Um, so the vast majority of them live among the majocracy because that's mm -hmm. where most people make bodies for them. Well, um, did, I, did I understand you correctly that there are just naked ethereals everywhere? <laughs> Probably. Oh uh, yeah, I'm into it. Uh, uh, there is there is what could roughly be described as a home world for them called the Sleeping Archive, um, which is basically a massive repository of the Majocracy's magical knowledge that primarily Ethereals run, because Ethereals also form the sort of ethical backbone of the Majocracy. The people who say, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't dig too deep into dangerous dark magics," because I'm made of magic and I know how dangerous that is. Stop uh, digging so greedily and so deep. Yeah, oh, so it tickles. <laughs> um, well, um, pardon me again if this is a personal question. I'm not f super familiar, but who made your suit? I imagine that's a intentional thing, isn't it? Well, and I walked off to get drinks and is now just coming back with like a full tray of like multiple tray. drinks for everybody. <laughs> Are any of them hard enough to affect Coltarn, I have to ask. No, but there's a, a central tray with ten little coasters coming off of it, and it's a branded thing called Guy or I Fieri's beer holder. Yes. Then I will point out that there are absolutely very fruity drinks that will get you knocked unconscious in a swallow. Oh, absolutely. I forget, That's I what Kendall drinks. I forget what's Kendall's constitution score? Uh, Kendall's con isn't bad. Um, though in her case, it's more just uh, uh, 13, not okay. terrible. Yeah. Uh, but in her case, it's really more just exposure than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Girls built up a tolerance. Uh huh. What's it's it's yeah it's 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 mostly the the idea of you know Col again Coldarn is seven two and three hundred pounds right. So. By volume, he has to drink a lot to. to By get volume, there. it'll be a lot. But this, 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 this stuff will be like, this is like a okay. hundred and ninety proof shit or something, something ridiculous Ideal. like that. Ideal. One of them still on fire. That's the one Coltar reaches for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have to get surprised drunk on a different plane. 
Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, sorry. you asked where who made a who surprise made the suit. suit. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, this one was made by a crewmate, and we had to go to a specialist to get it like marked up. Yes, I understand the markings are specific and individual. But, like, I haven't always had a special one. Really? I, no. I just sort of found one. That strikes me as unusual. I mean, it sucked before that. I needed to find one. What did you do before that, then? I, I don't like to think about it. That's fair. Okay. No problem. So, then yes, you don't really have a concept of childhood, in that case. Children, by and large, again, the ages differ for every race and species, and so do the mental and societal standards, but... The... I mean, if childhood is being in danger, then I guess I had one. Childhood is less being in danger and more developing to be able to stand on your own through the support of those that love and care for you until you can. Then I guess I'm still doing that. I will also interject one last time and then I'll shut up, I promise, out of character. But if Surprise had a period of, of their life where they were not crazy about their physical body and they don't like to think back on it and remember it. They may not have had a childhood, but they definitely had teen years. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about teen years? I'm 46. <laughs> Possibly, but it's more of a... Young at heart. A child... Uh, I was not always... I said gesturing towards him himself... I was not always the uh, diminutive individual you see before you. Uh, I was, when my father found me, I was an infant. He holds up his hand small enough to fit inside my hand. With no ability to walk, talk, or do anything. Raising me from that to a point where I could understand language and build machines and fight on my own is the job of a parent, and it involves a lot of things, not just making sure you stay alive, but also making sure you learn and can operate in the world around you without dying out of lack of knowledge. Man, Bees doesn't have, Bees doesn't have the knowledge that he needs to survive without one of us constantly grabbing him and pulling him away from the train tracks. So... You probably do, considering that you've been on, a, it sounds like, a few ships. It's not that he's stuck on the ship. It's that he has a group of people who are going to teach him how to exist before he has to do it by himself. Exactly. Yes. Like, I don't think maybe the thing he said he's always had somebody to kind of take care of him and look out for him in kind of a parent way 
and he's never really had to take care of himself as a whole entity, not as individual bees, because that's that that's yes. very different. And so I understand why Till was using the child analogy, even though it's not quite accurate, but it's a similar concept. Yeah. I still don't like tail. That's fair. I do, but, I mean, I'm a softie. I I think that sounds like a good thing. And I might be a little jealous. Would you like a mech suit as well? I can build you one. I I, I am a mech suit. He just smiles. Get in your lane. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking no, fantastic. Amazing. He sort of gestures towards the exosuit around him. I meant something larger, but obviously, yes. If I wanted larger, I'd commission larger. Fair enough. My apologies. Maybe when this one breaks, you can make me one larger. I don't care. Whatever specifications you'd like. I do appreciate how much you care about Pisa's situation, though. Mm-hmm. You're I a don't... very empathetic person, as far as I can tell. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't care. No, 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 you should. Caring is not a bad thing. No. I just, it, I, I cared wrong. Didn't know the situation. You That's cared all. without having all the information. That's different. And it's still, it's still a good thing. It just led to a misunderstanding, I think. Do you think Till will let me hang out with you guys again? Yes. He doesn't really have a choice. If and on the off... Watch you too. On the off chance he says no, I'll make him say yes. Because I can do that. If you want to. You don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah. For a little longer, at least. Okay. Good to hear. Yes, I'm glad for that. Well, let's finish these drinks and then we'll take a slow walk back and hopefully by that point everyone will have calmed down. You might need to carry me. I have the capacity. I mean, I can I can I I, I can make it by myself a good 60 feet, but that's all the further I'll be able to teleport and then I will fall over. Not to worry. Hey, uh, surprise. Does your suit have a mouth? Um, it's fabric. You can trip through it. I, I have a bit that I can fold in. Yeah, so you theoretically can eat and drink for the Mostly sake of it. it's just sort of pouring liquid onto the fabric and allowing it to soak in. But I yeah. do it. Yeah, so you, you do get some drinking done. Surprise <laughs> does engage in this practice, yes. I just like the idea of you just splashing the alcohol on your face and sitting there until it dries and then getting another one. (laughs) When you get sloppy drunk, it's literal because your face begins to run. Oh, yeah. 
I, when I get drunk enough not to press, not to be able to press to digitate my eyes back on right, that's sloppy drunk. Yeah. If somebody gets offended and throws a drink in Surprise's face, it comes off as oddly romantic, like you're feeding your partner. <laughs> <laughs> How forward. <laughs> now, Mistel has a talk with Till while we're drinking. Yeah, so... Uh, meanwhile, while this while this drinking and understanding is happening, you drink and you know things. Uh, <laughs> it's true. Uh, Mistel goes to find Till. Sixteen con twenty intelligence. Where? I drink and I know things. <laughs> uh, she finds Till in his cabin. Um, he is tossing it, looking for his com because he realized that that's not Kendall, and he doesn't know where she is. <laughs> And now he has to figure out at least where she is. Wonderful. Uh, I would, I would love the tw like the thirty minute scene of Miss Fairchild. You don't have to talk to me, but right? you have to at least. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> goes like around the shoulder, and the hand just goes through. Yeah. It will inevitably be that one moment where Till finally notices that the that that there's a slight glitch in the loop right there's like a weird loop right yep mm -hmm. he still will uh will knock on the door to his cabin come in hi too i don't know why i said that it's open oh, oh hello hi i was just uh talking to bees and i need to have a talk with you oh. now all right that sounded ominous this talk involves nuts. <laughs> I had a talk with bees, and now I need to talk with you. Shuts the door, pulls out gun. Mr. <laughs> well, does not that use a gun. Pulls Thank out God, bees. somebody who's making it simple. <laughs> <laughs> what seems to be the situation? Hey, right. bees and I have discussed things. I personally am confused on some things. Okay. I'll do um, my best. I don't think you were explaining things well. All right. I I can't really fault you for that analysis, given how everything... Throwing around the word child was confusing bees too much. Mm, all right. Things needed to be phrased a different way. I'm trying to think of a better word that I could have that sounded less insulting, but I, no. All right. I, so that's something to look at. I explained to yeah. bees that they are a unique individual that none of us mm -hmm. has encountered before. Mm -hmm. And so things needed to be a little different with them. All right. That said, we have discussed things. Bees Here are will... our terms. <laughs> that, that's so, where the door closes and the knife comes out. Sign here, here, no. Uh, um, bees will um, sit out this mission. Well, he will. They will stay here mm -hmm. willingly. All right. They would like to maybe be involved in the next mission, though. So I need to ask you, 
how long do you see this keeping bees out of joining us on the field thing happening? I wish I had like a good hard number. I mean, bees learns and develops. Well, that's the thing. Like, even during the disagreement and conversation, bees started throwing around phrases like ethical considerations, which is not usually their general... <laughs> it's very unpredictable, I'm finding. Uh, so... I don't know why that's as funny to me as it is, but... May, may I offer up something? I... Well, let me tell you my plan, and if it's okay. very off base from yours. Go ahead, yes. Uh, like, on a weekly basis or something, just sitting down, evaluating development, that sort of thing. Um, I don't know where all the talk about autonomy came down, because I'm not, nothing, nothing is, anyway. Bees is go undergoing a mild grounding from a military perspective at worst. I hope that was clear to most of you. It's, and, but anyway, like, we do a mission, we evaluate. We make a measurement, and if bees seems like, at whatever point, it seems that from an objective analytical perspective, we are convinced that Bees is matured enough mentally. I will happily have Bees and anybody else who's part of this group that wants to be on the field. And it... Every single time that I've been... My training was exceptionally systematic. And... Frequent measurements of capability need to be undergone in order to ascertain if people are ready to proceed to the next level, which for bees is, you know, driving and scanners and eventually field work again. But at least on a weekly basis, this is going to be effectively brought up for discussion once more. And depending on the speed and aptitude at which Bees is able to grab some of these abstract concepts that a person needs to be cognizant of before they should be allowed to have lethal power at their fingertips, when when I was being taught to do the sort of things with a gun that I'm able to to do, it was not simply someone slapped a tool in my hand and taught me how to do crazy, stupid things with bullets. There was philosophy and education and that sort of thing. I don't... That might have been a singular experience for me. And that's not how most of the universe treats sort of things. Which, if, if I'm the odd one out, I will need somebody to tell me that. Hmm. But that's, that's my general plan. Give bees as much freedom as we feel will not endanger them or other people around them as soon as possible. That's uh, similar to what I was going to suggest. Um, I was going to suggest we do it maybe on a mission-by-mission mission basis. 
I mean, I don't see any problem with that. I think, personally, that there might be some I just don't want to give bees the expectation that I get to sit one out and then everything goes back to normal immediately. What their perception of normal has been up to this point. I think that maybe we should... Because bees does learn being out there with the rest of us. Maybe we should do a, okay, this mission, bees is going to stay here. And then depending on what the next mission is, bees is going to come join us. And then maybe the next one, they, they hang back here for a little bit. I think definitely on a mission by mission basis. Yes, there will absolutely be times. I mean, <laughs> we're going into a derelict fleet that people have been throwing ghosts around. And I don't know if that's mostly pejorative or practical. If we go out there and it's just a whole bunch of empty ships and it's just, hey, move around in void and grab what's valuable, but there's no active peril beyond environmental, I would say, yes, like Coltarn had suggested, put bees in his little mech and get him out there so he can help with the heavy lifting and let him be out little. doing things. I think I, I can explain this to bees like this. I think this will be acceptable. And I probably should have brought that distinction up sooner because bees probably thinks that anytime anybody leaves the ship, he has to stay behind. And that was... But yes, no, absolutely. I think things just... They quickly derailed back there. There was a lot of confusion... And a lot of the same words were being used over and over. I, I think at a moment like that, which is why I didn't really say much. I think everyone needs to take a step back and individual conversations are probably best. Very likely. I don't, I, I think, I think you're pretty correct on that. Yes. <laughs> Will you as a person be comfortable on a mission to mission basis in having, let's say in the next two weeks or so, bees is back on the field for if that it's mission? A, if it's a safe enough mission and we've analyzed the risks and bees is learning is yes. Uh, it's, it's going to be a minute before I'm wanting them to say, <clears throat> face off against a line of fire probably but depending on how they do or what the actual scope of the the situation is and you know or if it's a say we get assigned a scouting and hunting mission where there's some hostile fauna i'll feel better about fielding bees against that than necessarily going on a prisoner extraction where one where someone's being held captive and there's a number of hostile troops around that's a much more complicated evolving sort of situation but yes no absolutely on a case by case basis 100% certainly thank you I will let these know absolutely are you, are and you doing okay it, Yes, uh, and I'll talk to people. 
as they come back. It sounds like most of them have gone on station. If anybody has concerns, please let them know. They can come and address those with me directly. Hmm? I'm not I will. trying to be unilateral. I understand. You have a lot on your plate right now. Yes, a bit. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're looking for Kindle, I would check the bars. That's very accurate. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll probably go make go. the circuit. Mm-hmm. And go talk to Beast. <clears throat> All right. And yeah, being that this is literally Till's home station. He's gonna head off. He's gonna. He's gonna strap on and head out. Do you ever find your, com- your find communicator? Him. Investigation or perception, Shani? Uh, perception. Yes, yes, I do. The minute you find it, you look at it, and there's a message from <laughs> from Coltarn saying, "Kindles with me. Take a breath." <laughs> <laughs> He takes three (laughs) and then heads out. (laughs) Uh, Depending, do I know? uh, I assume I read the posting on who our contact here was, right, Shani? Yes. If he finds them first, he'll just talk to them first. Yeah. So uh, you were in the first bar after leaving the ship. Yeah. So. The there's there's the bar after leaving the ship. Your contact is in the uh, is in the shipyards. Um, like oh, the, like where? Then where he's ships, going. He's definitely he's definitely going there first. That's safe territory here. Yeah. You have you have three contacts, technically speaking. Okay. Um, but you you head your way over there. Um. He'll key and... a message on that back to Coltarn, actually, letting him know. Sounds good. Headed to see contacts in the shipyards. Mm. Blip, blip, blip. Mm. Uh, without them seeing me ever pull out my communicator, because Tolbar does it for me, I uh, message back saying, just keep me updated. <laughs> uh, so you head out to the shipyards. And roll me a roll me an insight check. You recognize your three contacts. You've seen them before. Okay. Uh, specifically, these three were at the bar uh, in Journeys Ahead. Oh. Uh, you see there is a tall, uh, pale, elven man with long white hair, black armor uh, that is sort of uh, body tight uh, and a uh, a staff uh, on his back. Uh, there is a human a human woman, uh, long golden hair, uh, uh, um, matronly uh, figure with like long white robes uh, with like gold and green accents. Uh, doesn't seem to have any visible weapons. Uh, and then there is the third figure who is entirely encased in heavy combat armor. 
uh, with like this full face concealing, uh, almost Mandalorian style heavy helmet, <clears throat> um, with a like a heavy machine gun sort of like just slung on his shoulder. You said the first one was an elf. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, as you as you approach the elf. Uh, uh, sort of like turns and looks o- over at you. Ah, you must be our contact for this mission. Till Wayland, leader of the Dust Knights. Mm-hmm. Mentally, he says, for now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did I put my notes on who these people were? Gah. I can never remember I can never remember where I put my names. Uh but uh uh he's sort of uh hang on a second. Better I have a better resource for this. Pull up my pin bookmarks. There we go. That's what I needed. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. The uh, the elf sort of nods and says, My name is Ivern. It's a pleasure to meet you. Likewise. I understand these uh, fleet drifted in, and... Are these simply ghost ships as the pejorative uh, description, or have we been seeing specters and spirits out there already in point of fact? Well, he says, as he sort of waves a hand towards the towards the shipyard uh, uh, viewport, and as you look out, you see there are three ships. Large, capital-class battleships. Uh, and as you see, they are sort of drifting out in space, there has been like a makeshift um, connection dock, like built out to them, to like establish like a ground position near them. Oh, okay, uh, but, so you, but you can void walk sort of out free- there. Yeah, but okay. so, so that people can void walk out and try and get onto them. But they are mm-hmm. still free floating in space. They're not like harbored in dock. Okay. Um, and each of them looks like a complete fucking wreck. Mm-hmm. There are entire sides of the ship ripped open exposed to space uh there are massive holes punched into them uh they all of them seem to have been painted uh like a, a like a bone gray with black accents uh and there are like bright crimson score marks from vicious laser beams cutting out and everywhere you look, you can see the occasional spark of energy from, from like, firing off subsystems. And mm-hmm. as you watch, you see a green tide of energy sort of seep out of one that looks almost ethereal as it sort of swirls out in this, uh, like... Uh, columnating pattern that seems to like try and stretch out and wave between the other two ships and then just sort of dissipates after it spreads out. 
Do I have any idea what that sort of phenomenon would be? Hmm? Uh, roll me religion. That's a four. I'm going to use inspiration. <laughs> That's <Okay>. a five. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. Oh. Okay. Uh, Ivern sort of indicates to it death magic is something of my speciality. I am what many would call a necromancer. The energies there are spiritual in essence. That is lingering life force, the stuff that makes ghosts. Hmm. But it doesn't have a shape of its own. And I'm uncertain why. It's as if this, these ships and the people that were on them they died and left their life essence without leaving any of the guiding intent that gives shape to a ghost. And so there is simply wild energy awash on these ships. Sounds perilous. Hmm. Part of what we need adventurers to do is investigate the source of this energy. If it is indeed from perhaps fatally injured and missing crew members, or if there's something else on board. All right. Well, I'll speak with my experts and we'll get ourselves geared up and head out there as soon as we can then. Fair Anything enough. else pertinent you think we should be aware of before we engage? He sort of turns to the human woman. Emilia, did you have anything? And uh, she nods. There's more than just the ghost energies. There is I won't say life signs, but there is living essence inside those ships. Something is still there. It might be animal. It might be uh, space, naturally space-faring creatures that have taken up residence inside the hull since uh, since they were excoriated and laid bare to the void. Uh, or it may be something else. But there is sentience in there that I can sense. Not, not sapiens, perhaps, hmm. but things that feel and think even if they don't think on the level that what we would consider sapient beings do all right we'll keep an eye out for that as well then. and the uh the one in armor sort of speaks up I recommend you come loaded for bear as far as heavy lifting goes there's probably any amount of broken down rubble that might need to either be lifted or blasted through. There's bears? Space bears. Hmm. So bring provide, both of the provide breaching charge. We can, we can provide breaching charges if you need them, but that might potentially risk stabilization damage, considering how poorly beat up these, these vessels are. I think we'll try... If we can't get in any other way, but yes, I think we'll try something a little more subtle to start with, but I appreciate the offer. Alright. 
Uh, Darius, uh, would you like to stay nearby and be ready if they need explosive assistance? The woman says to the man in armor. Yeah, I can hang around if they need breaching charges. Set you up on the end of the dock with a couple of <laughs> void pack drinks. <laughs> yeah. I don't typically hang around in one place for too long, but this seemed interesting enough to keep my attention, so... All right. I will make sure they have our comm frequencies then. <clears throat> and uh, send a mass uh, comm to the rest of the Death Knights of basic briefing info gathered. Meet back on the ship whenever you're ready, and we will review the details. Hmm? How long... Do I know? I put, the, I put the spellings of Ivor and Amelia and Darius in the in the chat for you. Do I know where there might be a Category One workshop that I could use to put together the two? Oh, almost certainly. Max, okay. how long would that take me to do? Now that I've, I've got the funds to just do it, how long would it take? Uh, probably probably uh, most of the evening if you wanted to get get to work on that. Especially if the workshop has crew that can help. Yeah, but you could probably get it done over the course of a long rest. Okay, so yeah, I'll first get Kendall and Surprise back to the ship. Am I carrying oh, both of them or only one of them? Oh, um, oh, Surprise's doll is a okay, let's find just out. the let's pilot. Let's find out. Let's find out. <laughs> um, that's the that's the point. Yes. <laughs> let's see. I feel like she's capable of walking. She's probably leaning pretty heavily on surprise. I do him. Yeah, surprise is acting drunker than they yeah. are. There's uh, walking totally fine, but a lot of uh, emotional shouting at the world around them. Kendall is drunk girl. You are my best friend right now. And surprise is rolling with that energy. Yeah. Right. So then I'm but walking. Also, fine. overcomes. You're a briefing. <laughs> On the way back to the ship. Uh, Somewhat. I'm, I'm just walking. Period. <laughs> uh, I'm just walking like a step behind in in catch the drunk range, but not. Actively supporting them? Yes. So. The group of you all return to the ship. I oh, am... Right. Oh, sorry. Uh, starters? Surprise, I would like to apologize for my uh, brusque manner and abrupt phrasing earlier. Uh, I was a little... Rude. More than a little. I was rude earlier, and I would like to apologize for that. Mm -hmm. You're really bad at talking for someone who had a person teach you how to person. Oh, yes. Give notice that, did you? Shot. All right. Uh, well, hopefully what I have to say isn't too concerning. Um, and he'll just sort of vomit out all of the details on what he saw and what they uh, what they expect. We've got, there's three massive battleships out there, all really ripped up to shit. They're all leaking death magic and mindless life force 
Also, there's something else out there that actually has thinking capabilities to a level or other. Uh, and we may need to blast our way in. They'll give us breaching charges if we need them, but those also might rip the ships apart in a very hazardous fashion. So we might want to go easy on that from the start. Hmm? Uh, I think the dust... What are we all bringing to the table? Go. <laughs> I'm pretty good at getting past, the, past doors. So Excellent. am I. Excellent. Oh. I need to go talk to someone and I walk off. My passive perception uh, beats that stealth check, beast. For whatever's happening there. Same. <laughs> There's a small group of bees in one of the corners of the room. Yep. I'm going it, to find bees. Wait. Well, so obviously that'll probably be a conversation for later. Yeah, yeah most but... of them is on the observation deck. Um. Well, uh, probably not going to need to. Probably want to wait at least a day. Then it'll take me an evening to finish putting together the Zorvan. Um, but once it's put together, I think the strength enhancement of having a mech with, uh, of, of having a dust runner with us should allow for physically adjusting or opening up any holes we need. Um, if and possible. we have and surprise for the subtler If possible, I might want, to, hmm. might want to borrow some more of par- from the party funds then and acquire some industrial equipment for the mech. Um, just to be able to drill rather than explode our way through the through the wreckage. We've got just over uh, 3k still left in terms of party credits. So, okay. and I might make some of the adjustments I'd planned for later. All uh, now, uh, 250 for module adapter for industrial manipulators, an extra 150 for two industrial manipulators instead of civilian, and then any. Any objections to disbursement? Hmm. All right. <laughs> and then something something heavy to open a hole with. Should we just call uh, all right. Come, with, come to I'll me get, with your uh I'll get you a parsing your... before I Excellent. But yes, I can get that as well as getting the uh, uh getting the Oh, God, I've forgotten my own name. Uh, as well as getting the Kolnash Malak ready for bees tonight. I can get both put together tonight. All right. You hear um, that, bees? Tonight, do you get the bees knees? After okay. Colton gets it all assembled. I'll give you a basic rundown after it's assembled, bees, and you can begin practicing with it as soon as you want. We'll watch you build it. The little... By, little the in that, that case... In that case, you'll need to get dressed and come with me, because I have to go to a workshop to build it. We have to? Can't we just come like this? Says the little swarm. Well, if you'd like to help out and get a hands-on experience, you'll need hands. Okay. (laughs) Phil will rattle off like three workshops that he thinks might be functional for that purpose in the near vicinity if Coltar needs it. I'm assuming that at least one of those matches one of the ones I know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Strita, Strita and Jasira, who have sort of also walked over here, uh, Jasira sort of looks at the, sort of analyzes the details. 
Definitely come prepared. This sounds familiar in a bad way. Oh, really? Fin- I can't put my finger on it, but it sounds... It's digging up old memories. Oh, uh, should we be wary of any Svartalheim? Not Svartalheim. Um, Zarhemian. Sorry, I'm... Any Zarhemian influence aboard the ships? Probably. Necromancy is a favored tactic of Sarheim beings. Uh, he holds up his arm uh, and... Uh, well, then it's a good thing I'm already prepared. As the hand... The, you, you all watch as the hand like extends out a few extra inches as all the joints of the fingers extend and then the palm opens up and uh, an energy charge begins to prime and then it just collapses back down. Well, that's neat. All, all right. right, then. Uh, then I guess, uh, Xander, are you staying back to monitor comms and help bees with communication to us? And Xander nods. Yeah. I'll also have some work to do on some guns. Maybe uh, put something together that might be useful if you need it, if we have to do some more than one trip. Uh, Xander, I might, uh... might ask you to assist in... Do you think you could apply your skills to enhancing mech-scale weaponry? I mean, maybe not the kind that you mount on a vehicle. Well, I mean, maybe even them, actually. I could probably do some stuff. Might have... Depending on the kind I... of gun. If you'd like, you should come with me, then. And uh, we'll also need to make sure we've got enough Void-capable gear so that in case we don't have access to the atmosphere through this whole thing, everybody's still mobile. Hmm? I can... You know what? I probably won't be able to help you with the mech. We'll probably work on that later. I can build a few Void suits for people. <laughs> I'll work on that. Good idea. And uh, Till Til will... Uh, Till will try and interface with Xander as well, looking for a void suit that will still give him access to his fly speed, if possible. Yep. Mm. Yep, I can I can build a void suit with a membrane for your wings. Fantastic. Am I remembering correctly that ethereals don't need access to atmosphere? Yeah, you, ni- you, neither, you neither breathe nor, like, need to fear the cold. You don't need anything. You're good to just walk in space. Yeah, that's what I thought. I just wanted to double-check. You might need some form of propulsion if you get into a place where there is no, like, ground or gravity to push off of, but that's about it. Which, you get the feeling that part of what Xander's working on will probably be some EVA units, so. Yep. Alright. Well then, let's get to work. We have a lot of things to put together. Bees, get dressed. You're coming with me. You're muted, Craig. Okay, we'll meet you there. And that that swarm sort of uh, cycles back off, which I think probably means back in the observation deck, yep. probably right about the time Kindle's getting there. Yep. yep. And we will, pick up sort of with, like, we'll pick up with that conversation. Yeah. Next so time. The yep. hive armor's breaking out of the wall. All right. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.